Hi, welcome. Welcome everyone to the True Freedom Podcast. I am Hannah. And I am Kamari. And today we're going to be discussing more about what this podcast means, what's our purpose behind it, and all of that. But before we get into that, we have some housekeeping things that we're going to want to do. So first we're going to pray and then we're going to jump into some icebreakers. Kamari, do you want to lead us off in prayer? Sure. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to gather here together um, in your presence, Lord God. I ask that you would just allow your presence to be evident today on this podcast. I ask that you would lead and guide us in our conversation. Help us to hit all of the major points that we would like to hit on, Lord God. Reveal any missing links that we haven't thought of yet or anything that we have forgot of, Lord God. Um, I just ask that you would lead and guide our conversation and help it to be something that is... um, you know, therapeutic for us, um, a great reflection for us, um, encouraging to others to hear um, and edifying, Lord God. Um, and above all else, just let your be- your will be done. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for Kamari's prayer, Lord. And we thank you so much for just always being faithful and continuously blessing us, Lord. We thank you for allowing us the opportunity to have this conversation and to have this space in order to share and record and keep this for future reference, God. And we just pray that we have a fruitful conversation today um, and that we are reminded of you in everything that we do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have a question. Yes. So what is your favorite song of the day out of all of the songs that you've been listening to today? Because I know you've been jamming. And yes, what song? Okay. My fa- oh, this is hard to pick. I Okay, I recently started this new playlist. You already know I've sent it mm-hmm. to you of like the real worship. And it's like basically worship songs that I'm really falling in love with mm-hmm. because I love worship music. I love worshiping God. But sometimes I feel like I can not really vibe with like the typical worship music when you think of worship. And so now I'm starting to find more songs that are like songs that are truly my heart's song. Like if my heart could, if you could hear what my heart was singing to God, it would be these songs. And so I'm like, oh, I'm falling in love. But I would say the one that I'm vibing to the most recently is this song called Clean by I am rescued mm. and it goes it's like it's like basically talking about how he wants to be clean on the inside and it repeats the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. but the beat is fire and on top of that it's like truly what I want to say especially you know when like you fall into a sin or temptation things of that right. sort and in the, in the song he's just like on the inside do, 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 on the inside do, 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 on the inside do, 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 do. Like god i want to be clean god i want to be clean on the inside and it's just like oh, that's all you need to know and then he says when when clouded with darkness you something give us your pardon or so, some type of rhyme he says and i'm just like when he says that line i'm like you know what you're right it's yeah that's it, it. <laughs> that's it <laughs> what about you one of my favorite songs thus far, much like Hannah, I've been kind of like rediscovering or falling in love with artists that I've known before, but then mm. I haven't really explored all of their music. So recently I've been really heavy into Ali Page, which is mm. also to piggyback off of what um, Hannah was saying. Allie Page is not like traditional, como se dice, contemporary worship. Um, 
music is more like indie and so mm. I personally love finding music that I would listen to normally um, but then it's also worship so it's the added yes. benefit of it being best of the both worlds and so anyways Ali Page she's indie um, I liked a couple of songs that I found like a while ago but most recently I've been listening to a lot of her other songs and one of my favorite ones that really sticks out to me and I basically have been playing it on repeat pretty much every morning as like an intro worship song mm. is the song called enough for me mm. and basically it goes like you are enough for me you are enough for me and then she says you are enough for me a couple of more times and then she says i won't go wanting i mm. won't go wanting and i think that's just so significant because yeah that's all that i need is jesus and i won't go wanting if i have him like and yeah. it just reminds me of the 23rd psalm the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and so that's been my fave so far and a couple of others i love that i love the phrase i won't go wanting like that to me says i'm not gonna get up and go find mm-hmm. what i'm wanting you know what i mean like i'm right. not gonna go do that everything's I'm just right gonna there stay here yeah <laughs> So that's awesome. Well, thank you for asking about our song of the day, Kamara. That's really good. We're going to link those, um, of course, in the description. Um, but yeah, so do we want to jump in? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> so let's do our icebreakers. I want you to go first, and then okay. I'll go next. Okay, so my icebreaker, which, by the way, we did a whole podcast of basically us breaking the ice so that you guys can get to know us and our personality mm-hmm. so check out the getting to know us podcast if you want to hear more of this like you know banter back and forth type of things but we have some leftovers and so we decided to do that today <laughs> so the one that i pick is who is most likely to stand up to an intruder <laughs> i knew you're gonna pick that one that <laughs> i is really the, wanted to that know is the reason why i said you go first because i didn't want to take your spotlight but i knew you were gonna <laughs> pick that one because when i was reading them the leftover ones that we had i saw that one and that's why i laughed out loud because i was like i i wanted to do that one i knew that was gonna be a good one okay <laughs> okay so answer the question who is most likely to stand up to an intruder <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I was so curious and I was so upset in the last podcast when I didn't answer. You remember when you were like, we can pick one more. And then I was like, uh, and I was like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and I was like, afterwards, I regretted it because I'm like, I'm actually very curious. Who would be most likely to like stand up to an intruder? Okay. I think I you have like, to paint the picture. Yeah. I was just about to say, I feel like it's situational. You know, it depends right. on where is this intrusion happening right and how is it happening so I would say if there's an intruder like within the space of our homes I feel like I don't know I feel like you would probably be most likely to stand up I can see that quicker because you're very like loyal and protective of the people you love now if there's an intruder within like a public space you probably wouldn't be the one to step up or stand right. up to the intruder. True. Um, I think, yeah, I think that was that's how it would roll. But I think both of us would stand up to them. It's just a matter right. of who would go first. If we were in our individual homes, both of us, I think, would stand up mm-hmm. immediately. But if we were together, out of the two of us who would stand up first to the intruder, I would probably say is me, because you might probably right. assess the situation first before I, I would probably just be like, let's 
take care of this but you would probably assess the situation and observe a little bit and be like okay what do we need to do and then i would probably be like ah, let's get this let's get this guy grab a chair let's go you know like <laughs> <laughs> that statement because one again it speaks to our dynamic well i usually mm-hmm. both of us do this like it's just basically based on relativity relativity who we're around so Mm. for me if I'm in a room full of a whole bunch of people who are more assertive or more leaders or more outgoing I'm probably going to be the more reserved one out of that group but if I'm in a space where nobody is taking the lead nobody is like stepping up to the plate then I would step up to the plate and so between me and you you're a little bit more outgoing a little bit more um just like action oriented so mm-hmm. i would definitely follow you like what is hannah gonna do okay then we'll do this da, 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 and then i'm gonna help you fight the intruder after you step up <laughs> <laughs> and another thing is i had a dream not too long ago about someone breaking into the house and oh. i remember telling hannah this i don't know if you remember but i remember taking that dream as like a lesson to know what i would do if something were to happen where oh, i was yeah. by myself and so in the dream i had all of these different things and basically i was troubleshooting because i use <laughs> i tend to like be in control of my dream so if something doesn't work the way that i want it to i'll like rewind and then try mm. another option and so basically i had this whole plan of like if I heard somebody break in, I have like this weighted weight. It's like this long little pole. It's not Mm -hmm. super weighted, but it's in my room. So I know that that's the thing that I would go to first as my weapon. As I exit the Como Sedice room, I would keep my keys with me and I would keep my phones on me, Mm -hmm. um, my phone on me, just in case I have to run and go to the car. I'm not going to be like these people in the horror movies that, oh my gosh, they forgot the key. Like, (laughs) keep your key on you. (laughs) I would go to my room lock all the doors to get some barriers if i had to go back into the house or the shortest route is out i would go outside of the house and i'll have my keys on me so i have the plan in place but yeah <laughs> and all of that stems from a dream yeah i love it i can't i'm not even i can't even be in control of my dreams but that's neither, neither here nor there we're not gonna talk about that today my dreams just take over but um okay my question is um okay Hmm. who is most likely to okay i'm gonna change it a little bit okay do that you so on here it's who's most likely to be in a choir and i want us to answer that question but then i also want us to answer the question who's most likely to be the choir director (laughs) 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 okay you go first tell us who's most likely to be in a choir and then also who's most likely to be uh the choir director okay so when I wrote, when I put that question down, I knew exactly who I had in mind who would most likely be in a choir. It would be Hannah because she's already been in a choir. Yeah. She already knows how to sing. So wait, I would say, wait, the fact that that didn't even cross my mind, the fact that I've already been in a choir. Right. Like you would think. You would think that would cross my mind. I didn't even think about that. But no. So for those reasons, I think that Hannah would be in a choir. For me, I think that I would probably be the choir director because while I don't tend to like know how to sing. I know how to coach people. I like coach people. And then I feel like choir directors are dramatic in the sense. Yes. So I really love to be dramatic and like doing the most and just really reeling it in. So and supporting. So I would be the director. Hannah would be the commercial music choir. Yeah, I would be I would be the whole choir, just me. Yes, the whole the choir. choir. <laughs> you're, choir. Standing up, you're standing up directing just me. <laughs> 
moving your hands everything yeah i feel like i'll probably be the most likely to be in a choir also because i enjoy singing and mm-hmm. kamari sings all the time as well but she's not she doesn't really sing like in public, public you know what i mean yeah like professionally like she enjoys singing just like informally but probably not formally now i feel like you should join a choir honestly i think you you would enjoy it but yeah and then so i think that would be that would probably be like me most likely to join a choir then most likely to choir direct i would also agree with kamari that she would like in a tradition like when you think of like choir directors you think of people who are very flamboyant and moving their hands and snapping and like all of this stuff right i feel like that would be kamari like i feel like she has that like characteristic to really do that um so yeah i think that aspect of choir directing would probably be kamari but i would also say the aspect of choir directing regarding like the Mm -hmm. details of like choir practice teaching people their parts all of that stuff like that i feel like i could do that because i've actually done that before like i've i've done like where i've taken apart the parts and recorded it so that everyone can hear what their part is and all that stuff like that so i feel like that aspect of choir directing like the minute details of it i probably would be that would probably be me (laughs) well now that we've jumped into the icebreakers we've gotten to hear a little bit about the most random parts of us um if you want to hear more kind of formal well it wasn't really formal but more in-depth about who we are before we jump into the topic of the day you can also listen to the get to know us podcast which we recorded previously um and that we will also link in the description as well so that you all can hear more about who we are so kamari do you want to talk to us about what we're talking about today So today we are going to be telling you what this podcast is about, because thus far we've had a whole bunch of kikikis and kakakas, but (laughs) there is no real purpose of like, what is true freedom? And so that's what we're here to do today. We're here to share with you what true freedom is, why did we feel the need to create a whole podcast about it? um, And then also what was the purpose behind it? And then how did we come to this point? Like what Mm. happened? And so I think the naturalist place to start first off and foremost is that we should do the como se dice um, elementary type of style of structuring <laughs> things, which is who, what, when, where, and why. Because that's <laughs> the easiest way to hit all the points and not miss anything. Who are we? We're two pretty best friends that want to talk about things that we feel are important. Yes. i thought you were gonna keep going (laughs) right right i was but then i said no so i feel like (laughs) yeah take it on take it on yeah so we cover the who the what is um like what is our our name what's the meaning behind our name things of that sort so the name of our podcast is true freedom and the meaning behind this name actually stems from kind of an analogy that I had off of an experience that I had. So my family and I went to the beach one day and this was like a a couple of months ago, like toward the beginning of the summer. And basically we're at the beach and my siblings and I are in the water. Me and my brother, my sister are in the water. And as the waves are coming, we're jumping over the waves and we're just like having a good time just in the water. And we kept, I kept looking back at the shore just to see where we were. And I wasn't really paying attention to how far we were drifting to the side, but I was more so focused on the fact that my dad was still standing there. So I was like, oh, we're good. Every time I saw my dad, I was like, we're good, we're good. So I wouldn't really be 
I wouldn't really, I wasn't really taking on the role of the responsible one because my dad was there. So I was like, okay, we'll be fine. I'm just going to keep going because if he's still here, we must not be drifting that far off. So I'm still going. I'm still, we're still playing around all that stuff like that. And then finally it starts getting a little bit darker. We're like, okay, we're going to go and we're going to get out, out of the water and go on shore. And as we're getting back on shore, because my dad had called us, you know, we're getting back on shore and it was a long walk for us to get back to where we actually set up our stuff and I said wow oh my goodness and that just made me think of this analogy of the fact that like in the ocean when we're in the ocean of life if you will we have all this freedom all this space to enjoy ourselves to do what we want to do all of these things that's it's a vast opportunity for us to experience things and sometimes we allow those opportunities and that joy and those experiences to drift us farther from where we set up our home. You know what I mean? Right. Where we're supposed to be our like beacon of sorts. And so when we're drifting off, we have to have that constant father figure, which is God standing there, holding us, being the foundation Anchoring so us. that exactly our anchor so that as we're drifting off, we can still see him on the shore and still say he's there. And when he calls us in, we better come in. We better come on at the water. And, and it the doesn't... storm is raging and when the winds are flowing, it can be easy to get drift and like, mm-hmm. almost if you say overcome, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But with an anchor your your commodity say steady with it. Exactly. You're always safe because you're always you always know that he's there with you. And then, you know, as we're going back, we're taking that long walk to get back to where we were supposed to be. Um, but we were walking with our father. We weren't walking alone. We weren't we weren't drifting so far off that we're just gone. We were walking with our father. And that's because our father is a good father. God is a good father. And so he will stay right there. As we're drifting farther and farther and farther, we having a good old time, not even paying attention. And as we're going farther and farther, he's right there with us, paying attention, making sure we're safe, you know? And so that just was an experience that I had that it made me have this kind of epiphany of true freedom. And that is kind of where the name stems from. Um, and we'll talk more about the purpose in a minute, but the purpose kind of stems is, is contributing to that, the reason why we chose this name as well. I love that. So yeah, I think that I like the idea of the ocean analogy because within this life, the ocean, like Hannah was saying, it represents life. And Mm -hmm. in life, this is something that me and Hannah have been talking about a lot lately and we're going to go more in detail to it later on. But in life, it's so many opportunities. There's so much yeah. freedom in life. We have the opportunity to do so much. As Paul said, you can do a whole bunch, but it doesn't mean that you should just because you have the freedom too. Mm-hmm. And especially in Christ, we have so much freedom, but it's about understanding and choosing what is the right path, what is the way within all of this freedom that we have, especially when we're coming into our new stages of life where we're acquiring even more freedom and even mm-hmm. more opportunity. So- <clears throat> Basically, what this podcast is about, what true freedom is about is navigating the vast freedom, right? Of yes. all of these different things that we have exposure to, all of these different avenues that we can explore and finding, okay, all of this is freedom, but where is true freedom? Where is mm-hmm. the path that is graced by God? Where is the path that we can go through and we can be safe no matter what? True freedom, like the ocean is all free, right? But yep. then 
true freedom would be in that sweet spot what Hannah was talking about where she's still in sight of her father and right. no matter what she knows that her father can easily get to her can easily rescue her so on and so forth true freedom is being in the sweet spot of being in the face of God right yeah. bowing down at his feet whereas freedom which is still the ocean you can be way all on the other sides of the banks way on the other side of the shore mm -hmm. this side of the third but there is no father in sight so therefore there's a whole bunch of danger over there we right. don't know what's going on over there we got fishes and, well i don't know about fish but sharks <laughs> and things like that of that nature like there's a whole bunch of danger in yeah. this vast in this vast sea so it's about staying in the sweet spot and trying to navigate that and so that's what we're trying to do right now right. that's what we're doing and that's kind of the purpose of this podcast right. is to kind of come in and share our share our experiences not coming on as experts of like oh we know mm -hmm. that this is the way we know that you know this is how we do certain things like it's just sharing our experiences and trying to document and find jesus and find you know i don't know how to really explain it but the trueness of that freedom within right. the vast amount of freedom. Right. Because yeah. there's so many things that are freeing in life or can appear to be freeing in life. They have that false sense of freedom, but they can actually cause you to go into more bondage. Right. And so the thing is, is that true freedom is a journey. It's something that you have to continuously work toward for your entire life. Right. And we're not going to just chronicle. We're not, we're not here to share expertise but rather we're sharing our experiences on this kind of journey toward true freedom because we're right. not there we're no. getting toward there and I don't think we're ever going to find true freedom in life until we are in heaven with God you know so right. um, <clears throat> we're just basically doing that not expertise but our experience and we're chronicling our experiences in our current season of being young adults where we actually are navigating an immense amount of freedom that we've never had before we are right. now in no longer in the school system, which dictated our daily life and told oh, us geez. our exact schedule and routine every day um, during the week. We're no longer children, so we don't have um, our parents constantly, you know, setting up these rhythms and routines or mm -hmm. expectations or regulations for us to do. So now we're navigating this kind of um, season of stepping into having to do things on our own independently right. while also being dependent upon the community that God has given us. And so one thing that we were talking about, and I want Kamari to talk about this a little bit too, is um, this sermon that we heard about um freedom and this was a, a sermon that we heard from a guy named tim Mackey who owns the bible project we call him professor tim because right. he just gives us professor vibes like the way he talks and even like the what he wears he looks like a professor and so i just feel like i have him like i feel like every time i'm watching his sermons i'm in his classroom and so professor tim did a beautiful sermon on Ephesians 5, I think. We're going to link that as well. But mm -hmm. he talks about parameters and freedom and things of that sort. And so, Kamari, you want to go into and explain a little bit more about um, kind of what his sermon entailed and what it talked about regarding parameters and freedom? Right. So basically, I can't really remember everything off of the top of my head. So we will definitely link it because I highly recommend it. But the basic gist of it is that he was talking about um, basically his son. He was using that as an example where as his son, right, 
they have a whole house and you know if he gave his son just free range to kind of just roam around the home and do whatever he wanted and really explore all of the freedom that he had there would be a lot of opportunities for his son to get hurt to Mm. get deeply wounded by getting into things that were not necessarily supposed to be for him especially Mm. by himself so say for instance rummaging through cabinets or going near the stove or touching sockets like kids as general like they have all of this freedom to do all of those things but it doesn't mean that it's necessary for them it does Mm. not mean that it's good for them and that's why we have parents that are here to guide us and they give us parameters right of like i know that this is all freedom but these are the parameters of where you can go in this is your range this is your free will this is your playroom where everything in here this is yours because i know that this is safe for you this is good for you you're going to be able to learn in this area all of these other places are not necessarily as good for you and so right now at least right some now. of it might not be good at all but some of right. it might not be good right now <laughs> I, agree. I agree as well so it, it's a continuum of like whether or not you will grow into certain things that then you will begin to inherit certain things or there's some things are just inherently bad and they're not good mm-hmm. for any of us but right. that's basically what the role of a parent is and another thing that he pointed out about his son i believe i forgot his son's name i wanted to say it was roman but i don't think that's his son's name but anyways. i think it is roman Oh, that's cool. I don't know. I don't remember. But when you said it, it sparked something in my mind to be like, because I remember hearing it and being like, oh, I love that name. (laughs) But one of the things that he said about it is that a lot of the times kids, like they're not really thinking about the actions, you know, Mm. or they're not really thinking about the repercussions of their actions. So his son, he has a truck and he's like, ooh, a window. I want to throw it through and see what happens. He's not thinking (laughs) if I throw this truck, it's going to hit the glass, the glass is going to shatter. I may possibly be cut up or it's going to just break the glass and now we got to replace the window. Like kids are not thinking about that. Parents, on the other hand, are thinking about that. And so then they put parameters in place to keep the child safe, to keep destruction from happening. And so in the same way that parents are to their child is the same way that God is to his children and that's mm. why he gave us the parameter of the Bible so when mm. we're reading the Bible and a lot of people see religion and they specifically like just see relationship with God and being a Christian and they think wow that's so restricting wow we can't do this you can't do this right. all of these restrictions it feels so restrictive But with that, you actually find true freedom in parameters because then it stops you from being in places where you shouldn't be, getting Mm. into things that you shouldn't really be getting into, getting harmed the way that you should. It helps you to give a good shield and a cove to know that this is a safe place. And while Mm. I do have freedom to do all of these things, it does not mean that I should do it just because it's available for me, because it's about what is going to feed your soul? What's going to give you joy? What's going to give you peace? What's going to give you all of those virtues that God talks about in his word? It's by following the way, and that is the parameter. Right. That's so true. You said that perfectly. I'm not even going to add on anything because that was perfect. (laughs) That was amazing. Um, But yeah, so if you want to hear more about what he describes, I think he also, I'm not sure if this is the same sermon that he talks about the sin, but he also talks about um, kind of the, how like our desires are like fire and like how sometimes fire can burn and within the right confines, fire is actually something that's useful and helpful and a great tool. But then when it doesn't have those confines, those, um, those um, 
kind of parameters, if you will, once again, just in a different context. But if it doesn't have those parameters, then it can be something that causes harm right. um, and destruction. And so I'm not sure if that's the same sermon, but if it is, cool. If not, oh well. Um, but, both if it's separate. Yeah, if it's separate, we'll link both of those. But that was really great. Um, so Kamari, from your perspective, what is true freedom to you? I want to ask you from your perspective first. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you just pulled out the reverse Uno card really quickly. <laughs> Reverse, reverse. I laid down my card and you said reverse. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I'll go first. Um, so from my perspective, true freedom to me, it looks like this roller coaster analogy um, that I heard about. So basically I was listening to this podcast and I couldn't, I can't find it for the life of me. I was trying to find it earlier so I could remember to link it, but I don't know where it is. So I'm just going to, you're just going to have to trust me that this is actually like someone <laughs> said this, but um, basically the roller coaster analogy is she was describing this in the context of like, um, being single and knowing that like eventually just enjoy the ride while you're on it because eventually you'll know that you'll get off of this season of singleness and da 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 da, da. so but I'm gonna make it more so personalized to this true freedom concept um, and the fact that when you get on a roller coaster right so first of all getting to true freedom is like getting on the roller coaster there are certain restrictions right you have to put on the belt you have to put on the little thing that goes over your head so you can stay secure on the roller coaster ride and then as you're riding, enjoying that ride of freedom, throwing up your hands and being like, oh, my God, like, this is exciting. You know what I mean? Not being scared, not being fearful, paranoid. Of what's going to happen? Am I going to die? Da, 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 da. But simply enjoying while you're on this ride, enjoying the ride, um, you know, having having that good moment because you know that eventually you're going to get off the ride. You know that that ride is secure. You know that you're gonna eventually get off of that right and so I think true freedom I'm not really articulating this the way that I want to but true freedom is basically saying that you trust in God so much that you trust that his restrictions are going to protect you you trust that the ride that he's taking you on the journey that he's taking you on is secure that no matter what you're not going to fall apart but God is going to build you up because of it right that you're able to enjoy this even in those moments where it feels like a dip even in those moments where it's a little whirly woo you you may feel a little bit nauseous in the stomach but at the end of the day, you're going to get off of that ride and you're going to say, yo, that was dope. And I find that a lot of times, like when we're riding roller coasters, like like my siblings and I, we ride a lot of roller coasters together. And so we'll, we'll be getting ready to get on. And like so one of us is going to be like, oh, I'm kind of nervous, like kind of hesitant, kind of scared. And the others of us will just encourage each other and be like, yeah, we're going to get on. This is going to be fun. Trust me, you're going to enjoy it afterward. And I've gotten so much like I've fallen in love so much with roller coasters to the point that now I get on I don't even I'm not even scared anymore of like getting on a roller coaster like I don't even hesitate I'm like let's go on it like if it's the biggest thing let's go on it I want to see how this goes because you know you're gonna get off you know you're gonna you know you're gonna be safe you know that you're gonna enjoy it and afterward be super excited talking about it and so I think that's kind of this journey of true freedom is like it's gonna be scary moments there's gonna be dips and dives turns and twists but you're gonna get off you're going to get off of this roller coaster of life and God, it's going to be something that's exciting and God's going to elate your spirit. Um, and you're going to be so, so happy with what happened that you're going to be singing his glory. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope that makes sense, but that's basically my, my perspective of it. I like it. I think that my perspective is much like it, but then also much different. Um, but 
I, the way that I see um, True Freedom, like Hannah was kind of getting at, is one big journey or one big adventure. And when you look at our logo, you see like this mountain and then you also see the water and then you see like this long road. And it's kind of just like a trek that is just mm. happening. And as you're walking and you're trekking and you're experiencing, it's one big journey of like growing and learning and building upon something else and encountering other mm. experiences. And all of these things are coming together to shape you and and ultimately it will help you to basically find the best way to experience Christ right and the Mm. best way to glorify God and so when I look at true freedom I don't think that true freedom is one blanket statement of like this is the true freedom you know what I mean yeah yeah I think that it can look very different for so many different people obviously the core principles lie at the foundation of it which is for us Christ because we're Christians and we believe in Christ right so for us that's Christ and all of the different virtues and all of the commands that he gave us to love and all Mm -hmm. this stuff but the way that this can look can be expressed in many different ways and that's the beauty of christ is that he personalized personalized our experiences to us our journey to us and all of these different things that we go on on our true freedom journey it allows us to better serve god to better Mm. understand him to better encounter him and so in some places where i need to experience true freedom may not be in the same places that hannah needs to experience true freedom or vice versa but at the end of the day we're all going on this journey together right to hopefully get to the end so that hannah said when we get off the ride we're gonna be like oh that was actually a good ride like that Mm -hmm. was worth it because i'm actually safe and exactly i'm not burning up right 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 (laughs) and when you get off the ride you're not thinking oh man i almost peed my pants that one time that we twisted and turned and that like you're not dreading over you may think about that but in retrospect you you laugh about it in retrospect you're like man I almost pee my pants going down that part but like it's not something that you're dwelling and worrying about like oh my gosh you know what I mean it's just like it was not every moment was enjoyable but overall when you look at it it's something that you can rejoice in and the reason why it's something that you can rejoice in is because if we're allowing our lives and our journeys to be a reflection of God and if we're allowing him to kind of speak into our lives and use it, mm. no matter what went on, it was for his glory if he was in charge. So right. while we weren't feeling the best, obviously, if we're children of God, we're going to reap the benefits of it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take away from the sorrow and the pain of it, as right. they were saying. But it also just says that at the end of the day, it was worth something like right. that was for something. It wasn't in vain that I went through these experiences and right. I had to go through this and I had to go through that because with that is also great reward. And with that, we will get the repayment sooner right. um, than later. But yeah, so that's kind of true freedom. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So that describes the who, the what. Um, we're going to kind of go into, and the why. Um, we're going to kind of go into the when and the where. I, I guess there's not really like, there's like a where because there's the where like did it come from but we're kind of go into the origin story of how this took place actually this took a little bit of digging and researching going back through some previous things that i've written and done and recorded and all of that stuff like that to kind of find the beginning of it because it was eating me up on the inside when i kid you not it was eating me up on the inside um because i couldn't figure out like i was like i i wanted to figure out the exact timing of when when all of this came to be and God just kept revealing to me, helping me remember when and where this originated. And so that was really cool. Um, And so 
if it sounds like I'm going to do a lot of talking in the next couple of minutes, that's because I am, because it kind of started the idea of true freedom kind of started from certain things that God was revealing to me. And then eventually uh, Kamari and I came together and had a conversation and we'll talk about that in a bit, but that's where this idea to record this podcast kind of um, stemmed from. So we'll get to that in a moment, but basically I'm not sure of when it exactly began but I want to say that it was sometime in summer 2020 that I kept seeing this idea of like true freedom truly being free popping up you know what I mean and so I thought it was important and I feel like that's what God does a lot for me is like I'll be reading stuff or watching stuff or looking at the Bible or hearing sermons and it's just like the same ideas keep popping up popping up popping up and I keep hearing these same words and so that's what I think was happening during the summer um, or possibly during like the beginning of school like in August and so in September I actually recorded the actual date because I had it <laughs> I have it um on there but September 10th 2020 was when I actually started the True Freedom podcast series on my own um, podcast so I basically was talking about in that in that series the reasoning behind why I thought True Freedom was important and so that was when I first started the series it was only two two episodes in the series um, but I went back and I listened to it and I got a couple of points from it now I'm not going to go into depth about these pod and about these notes because you can listen to it we're going to link those as well but I'm going to just go through run through a couple of the notes um that I wrote so basically living for God and living with God what that looks like living for him and then also living with him the definition of freedom is a very physical worldly definition but true freedom this is a quote that I actually said is not found in the absence of bondage but in the presence of Jesus flowing completely and entirely through the hearts minds and spirits of his chosen people I said just because you're bound does not mean you're free and just because you aren't bound doesn't mean you are free um we and then I also said we have the opportunity for true freedom but we have to walk in it then questions that I began asking and I think these are questions that we're going to kind of try to be um keeping in mind as prompts as we're going through this true freedom journey is how does one get to true freedom what are the steps? Like, what does it look like to step in true freedom? And it may not be the same steps for everyone, but we're going to be kind of look, looking toward that. What does true freedom entail? How do we continue to walk in true freedom? And then, um, yeah, so I just said, though we're exploring the concept of true freedom, there's so many things that we know. And then there's certain things that we don't know that we're bound in. So there's so many right. bondages that we have that we know we're like, yeah, this is something I struggle with. This is something that's keeping me from running my race with God. But then there's certain things that we don't even know we're bound in yet. Like God, like we haven't even revealed that yet. And so that's just, um, that was what that first episode entailed. And then the second episode was recorded on the same day and uploaded on the same day. And it went through the same topic as well. Um, and there was a specific verse that stood out to me in Colossians 3.12 in the message version, specifically in the message version, because it says, whatever you wear, that is not what God picked out is restrictive. And I thought it made me think of like clothes, like when you're actually putting on clothes, if you are putting on clothes that are restrictive, you can't move. You can't enjoy life because you're so focused on how tight it is, how you can't move your arms or how short it is and how if you move this way or that, it's going to be revealed. Like you are so, you're in clothes that are so restrictive that don't fit you, that are uncomfortable or that are not your style. But when you're in clothes that 
are for you, that God has picked out for you, you're able to move freely. You're able to move in a way that you're able to experience joy and peace and actually focus on things that are important instead of focusing on yourself and the restrictions that you're under, you know? And so I think that's what um, true freedom looks like is letting God pick out what it is that we're to wear. And then I said, walking in true freedom looks like his love, his heart and his obedience, which is his commands. So we're walking in his love, which is his heart. His heart is for us to love each other, to love him, all of that. And then walking in obedience, which is his commands. Um, I'm not going to run through this because I just realized that I can pause and I can let you talk if you want to add anything. So do you want to go in and add anything? No, just to piggyback off of what you said about that one verse in Colossians 12. I was looking up um, just another translation because I know the message. It does a really great job at like, painting a picture and how you feel something mm-hmm. but in another another translation i believe that it says therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion yep. kindness humility mm-hmm. gentleness and patience and so that just made me think of if we're not channeling compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience all of these different mm. things we are restricted in a way we are restricted yeah. in how yeah. we can experience people we are restrict- restricted in how we can experience christ we're yeah. restricted in how we can get into the holy land you know what and i mean you're like, restricted in your perspective right. in, your, in your ideas you're restricted in your ability to empathize with people you're restricted in your ability to give grace to people it yeah holds you back so much where what fun is that if we're because if, if you're not being kind, if you're not being gentle, what is the other end of that? It's going to be bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hatred. It's going to be mm-hmm. all these things that really just fester in your heart. It is never fun to hold yeah. on to those angry feelings of those negative feelings. And so you're right. really living in darkness. And that's basically bondage. Yeah. If you're not free because you have a grudge against this or that or if you can't really give this to a certain person, you're not free to really move. That's what true freedom is, is compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience the ability to be able to channel all of those virtues that's the exactly. one thing that I wanted to add on but yeah I'm glad you said that because that brought up something that I didn't even think about but that's great yes I, I really love that um yeah okay so then after that so that was in September in April 2021 April 11th 2021 is specifically um there's a guy who I was following on Instagram his name is Amen Alex um and he he had this post that said true freedom isn't doing whatever we want. It's doing whatever God wants. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so pivotal because I feel like the the connotation of freedom is like, Oh, I can do what I want. I can say what I want. I want my rights. Yeah. I'm self-governing. I do what I want. But when you do what you want, it actually can inhibit upon the freedom of other people and it can cause those people to, to go in bondage. And I know one thing that Paul was talking about, I can't remember where he was talking about it, but it was basically people were arguing like, should you, or should you not eat this food or whatever? Cause it was like the food that they were, they were, uh, that pagans were worshiping with da 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 da. da. And so basically like it was in Romans. Keep going. Yeah. It might've been in Romans, but he was basically saying like, he was saying, it doesn't matter what you eat, but don't let what you're eating, don't let your freedom, it's right. in Romans, it's in Romans. He was like, don't let your freedom of what you're eating cause other people to fall. So if you enacting your freedom in something causes someone else to fall, that's not loving. Cause you're saying I'm putting myself now above you and putting yourself above someone else is not loving. And so basically that's what, 
Corinthians girl. We all over the place. 13. <laughs> we know it's one of them. It's one Paul of them. Wrote. We know Paul <laughs> wrote it. First Corinthians 8.13. I believe that's where it was. But keep going. Yeah. And so, yeah. So he said, so when Amen Alex says true freedom isn't doing whatever we want, because if we do whatever we want, we can inhibit other people. And that's not loving. But it's doing whatever God wants. Because when we do what God wants, God has everyone in mind. Not just us in mind, but he has everyone in mind. And so if we do what he wants, then it promotes growth for other people around us. Right. And so I thought that was really important. I love that. That's a good point to make. Do you have any points that you want to add to that? No, it just speaks to the... Why do I keep saying no and then actually add it? <laughs> You're like, no. No, but it's just the analogy um, of the the parent and the in the child and how you know yeah. the child may feel like they know what they're doing and they have the freedom to go through because just because you can right doesn't mean that you should. As again, I'm just mm. gonna keep hammering that because it's so true. The matter of the fact is, we do have freedom. We yeah. can get up and do what we want to do. We can right. go. We have those freedoms, right? But it does not make it right because it is a freedom. It does not make it good because it is a freedom and that's why the presence of someone that's bigger than us someone that has a more broader perspective than us someone mm. who is the creator of us you know Literally. what i mean he knows about all of the different things it's like well maybe you know you may be able to do that but not everybody else may need, may not be able to do that and exactly. so not following our will will but god's will because god's will is you know looking for the greater good of everybody else's hand exactly said. And not the great, not even just the greater good, but the best, like the and the ultimate right. best for everyone. Um, and when you mentioned the parent thing, it reminded me of this. And I just thought of this, like, imagine if you like were lactose intolerant, right? As a right. kid, you're lactose, lactose intolerant and lactose and toddler ants, um, <laughs> but you're lactose intolerant, right? And your parent, your mom or dad comes in and is eating ice cream. They have the freedom to eat ice cream. They can do whatever they want. They can eat ice cream if they want to. But should they eat ice cream in front of you? Because they know that you can't have that. So why would they eat it in front of you and then knowing that you can't have that, causing you to feel some type of way, causing you to want to eat it or right. causing you to be like, man, I wish I could have, man. And then if you eat it, your stomach gonna be upset. You gonna be on the toilet for the rest of the night in pain. Right. Right. That's basically what Paul was saying. He was like, if you enacting your freedom, you have the ability to do it. I'm not gonna stop you. No one's gonna stop you. You have the ability to do it. But by you doing it, is that gonna cause pain for someone else? Is that gonna hurt someone else? Right. And if you know that this person is struggling with this or can't have this or can't do this, why would you then enact your freedom to do that? You know what I mean? And right. so I think that is just something that kind of plays a role in true mm -hmm. freedom. You're That's not truly free until the people around you as well are free. Right. And to add on just to what you said, I think that it takes a level of discernment because, again, it's not saying that it takes away like, oh, the parents should never eat ice cream because right. their kid can't eat ice cream. It's just why be compassionate in this yeah. instance why would you eat ice cream in front of a child if you know that they can't eat it without providing an alternative providing yeah. something that they can't eat get the one saying, that is lactose that intolerant for lactose right. you can get the silk one you know you can get right. whatever it's just or like you can it's have selfish. candy something something yeah. to add to it or just don't do it at all in front of that person and right. i think a lot of the times carry that mindset of like because i can do it you know i'm not bothering anybody else why should i be concerned about someone else i should mm -hmm. do this 
just like say for instance the biggest um example that i can give you is freedom of speech i was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about i don't know this rapper who said some you know um como se dice homophobic comments about someone else and then just Mm. all of his speech was very como se dice ignorant in the biggest sense ever and so someone was like well he has freedom of speech and then kevon stage who was the host of this podcast was like let me remind you guys that just because you have the freedom of speech it does not mean that you have freedom of consequences Mm. you can very well say what you want to say and that's why it was created so that you wouldn't be arrested for speaking against the government it gives you a bit of freedom to be able to challenge your government great but just because you say this doesn't mean that it absolves you from all consequences if you Mm. say something rude to someone not co-signing it it doesn't mean that oh because you have the freedom of speech you can't get fired from your job right you can't get punched or someone is not gonna beat you up (laughs) right Right. if you said that you had the right to say it right you have the right go ahead and do it it does not mean that consequences will not come just because you have the freedom to do it but anyways that's why we're trying to emphasize that freedom is freedom but then true freedom is another thing right because that freedom right go ahead Hannah. keep on going Oh, that was it. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, on to um, the next point. So the next point is that I don't remember what time I watched this, but I put it somewhere in between April and June because apparently that's when I watched it. So um, I watched Professor Tim Sermon once again on Ephesians 5, and this is when he talks about the analogy with his son in the kitchen that Kamari explained. Um, and so that was really great. That kind of was another, like I said, God just keeps popping things up until, and then I just start recognizing them and trying to write them down or pinpoint them. Um, and then that's how this kind of all accumulated to this, to this uh, point. And so then on June 18th of two, 2021, um, I saw another verse. And this was in Galatians 5.14, but this was also in the message version and it was from the Bible app. And basically in this, he says, it says, love others as you love yourself that is an act of true freedom. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, whoa, because that's like crazy because, oh my gosh, this whole year I've been looking at true freedom, da, da, da. And so that was really cool. And I realized that the action of love stems from the condition of the heart. And so, yeah, that was just something that stuck out to me as well. I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't even really know how to go further into that. But um, after that, um, it was like early summer 2021. That was when we went to the beach and that was when, I saw that analogy with my dad and the the shore and all that stuff that we described earlier. And then midsummer 2021 was when Karmari and I had the conversation about young adulthood. And that's when it, that conversation actually spearheaded our decision to create this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then finally on July 3rd, 2021, I saw a couple of uh, verses in, or a couple of statements in my Bible um, where it talks about obedience and love. And so the point about obedience. So if you remember earlier, I was talking about how walking in true freedom looks like loving people, which Mm -hmm. is God's heart and then obeying, which is his command. And so obedience, his command, I saw a quote in my Bible that said, though many see obedience as being opposed to their personal freedom, individuals find true freedom in embracing the right restrictions. Once again, if you're embracing the restrictions that the roller coasters have for you to sit with your hands and sit with your feet in the the thing and put the belts on and all that stuff like that, then you're able to actually experience true freedom, which is the roller coaster, because then you're not going to fall out and die. (laughs) (laughs) best analogy good (laughs) (laughs) and then on the topic of love which is god's heart um this my bible also said um or in first corinthians i believe 
Yeah, First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, it said the believer's freedom. It says, so this is basically Paul talking to them. And he says, um, I have the right, any, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything right. is beneficial. I have the right to do, I have the right to anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own glory, but the good of others. So that plays a role in love. Though you have freedoms, true freedoms is actually expressing your love to other people by seeking not your good, but the good of others. And so that is essentially the whole, that was a long thing to chronicle kind of the whole experience. But we're going to go back to the midsummer 2021, which is the conversation that Kamari and I had, because that was kind of the pivotal moment of the origin story of where true freedom came from. Um, So Kamari, do you want to go ahead and jump in and explain that from your, from your perspective a little bit? We will come back after a brief intermission. Okay. (laughs) Because our time is going to end at, um, 60 minutes as we're already oh. at 50 so um oh. we're gonna come back after this and then we'll finish off basically how the like hannah said the, basically the birth of the true freedom podcast because right. as we just talked about we talked about the birth of the idea and the concept that was simmering in hannah's spirit all throughout for basically almost like two years now because the first a year of, well yeah a year because september so mm-hmm. you know for a year now it's been brewing in her spirit about the idea of true freedom and what is it and how do we pursue it and how long will it go and so um when we come back, we'll talk about the Como City say <laughs> the, the conversation we had. All right. All right. right. Just a couple of minutes for us, a couple of seconds for y'all. But we're going to start the next segment of this podcast where we're basically going to focus on the why. Hannah, can you hear me? Because I think yes. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I was like, sir. <laughs> Hello. Okay. We're live and we're live. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to talk about the why. Like, why are we here? Why are why did we create the podcast of True Freedom? Mm-hmm. And so as I was saying, Basically, what happened was during like midsummer, as Hannah said, when we had that conversation about young adults and whatnot, that was basically when I began to like feel the passion for a topic for creating a um, a mode of medium, basically for us to kind of like share our experiences. And so basically where it started was. I believe it was like mid-June and Mm. it was either when I got out of class or I got off the phone with Manny, one of the two. And I started to realize that like how unprepared we are for this season, you know what I mean? Of Mm. young adulthood. And we were basically talking about in our conversation, like the the lack of representation for young adults and how it seemed like we're so underprepared because we're not really taught enough in our preparation season. And then they kind of just like, throw us out and like, hey, like now you're young adults, make all these decisions, do all this stuff, acquire all this responsibility with no adequate, you know, training and basically ushering or discipling. You know what I mean? Yeah. To expand on that a bit, Mm -hmm. our uh, root of our conversation was the fact that we've grown up in an education system for like 12 years that has specifically told us what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And now as we're college students, there's like so much freedom as far as like schedule you don't nobody's sitting there telling you study at this time this time nobody's sitting there saying you have to take classes from this time this time you're picking your schedule you're making decisions you have to make sure that you're on it getting your books everything like that because no one's there doing that for you and so there was like we felt like a little um lack in preparation for that now granted 
most of the preparation should stem from your family units and family units, our family units have done that. They have prepared us to the best of their ability. But we also found that there was just um, a little bit, it was a little bit, yeah, on a general scale um, in regards to other people as well who have different um, home lives than we do. Yeah, there was just, yeah. And we'll go a little bit more into that because it's not only just academic, that's just one aspect yeah, of just young aspect. adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know, young adulthood in general, talking about dating, talking about friendships, like nobody prepares you for like the transition coming out of yeah. high school and realizing that like you're most likely going to lose friends because it's no longer convenient to have these connections with certain people. Right. You know what I mean? Or like relationships and how to navigate that, especially within the Christian specter as well. Like I mm. feel like there's not enough representation an accurate representation of what young adults are truly going through the Mm. different things that we're truly tackling at this very moment and this is another point that that came up in our conversation was that while there may be representation for young adults I feel like it's a false advertisement because a lot of the times they try to market young adulthood as 18 to 30 and it's yeah. like <laughs> such a vast range right like there's so much going on between 18 to 30 like right. there's totally two different stages of development two different stages of seasons and how we're going about life and responsibility so on and so forth half of these people who are 30 by the time you're 30 especially if you're in a christian community like a lot of people have kids by the time they're 30 they're married they have careers they're established they've went through things and not to take away from their need for guidance and representation but i don't think that it will do us great service to lump us all together you know right Especially being that, like you said, within that span, there's so many different experiences and milestones. Yeah, that was one thing that we talked about was like, when you're 18, you're just graduating high school. Your focus is not on getting married. Your focus is on getting to the next stage of either college or work life, you know, and then as a 30 year old, your focus is like settling down, getting, you know, all your, all your dots and T's crossed, you know what I mean? Um, and so we're like, when when there is resources for people who are young adults or, you know, people do try to reach out to the young adult age group, it does feel like they lump us in a category with people who are already very advanced in certain milestones of their life. Right. And we feel like there should be kind of a more centralized view of young adulthood in the sense that, like, these are young adults. Because when you're 30, you're no longer a young adult. You're just an adult. You're so adult. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we should stop categorizing people young who are 30 adult. as young adults. Stop trying to be young, just you're be an not. adult. You know, you're, you're not, not young. You're you've an adult been at this gay point. For a you long have been. time now, for you 10 have years been. or so. And so, so I would, I, we were talking about how we would consider young adulthood to be from like 18 to 25. And while it may seem like, oh, 25 is right up there with 30, really that five year difference does make a big difference as far right. as like, milestones of development and things of that sort Mm -hmm. and actually I remember even seeing something where it said like human brains aren't even fully developed I can't remember yeah that's just a psychology fact yes so I feel like that should then indicate that when your brain is fully developed at 25 that now you are within that adult category you know right and you've had enough like training in this newfound life because yeah. again, when you're 18 to 25 a whole bunch of other milestones are happening for you exactly you're just graduating high school you're entering college or the workforce you're starting your career as I, as I was just saying or figuring out what taxes are and what credit is <laughs> 
figuring <laughs> out life, finding out your purpose, finding out what you're supposed to do, your your interests, what you're into, what you like, what you don't like. You're mm-hmm. finding this newfound responsibility and finding your way of living. And I think that again i think that when we lump the whole like oh young adults are 18 to 30 it kind of brushes over this whole transition period and then it also kind of promotes this idea of what it should look like to be an adult without giving the consideration of oh you just got into this game and mm. so then we feel this pressure of we need to be doing this we need to be doing that we need to we be, need to be married we, we need, need to be this married. because we're young adults and other young adults are 30 years old and are married so if we're young adults and we're 18 <laughs> then we also need to be married like no those are way different things way different sides of the spectrum right and so again when we're talking about like just say for instance things about dating and stuff like that again everything seems like they're just prepping you for marriage let's go mm-hmm. to marriage how to get a husband in 30 days like this, 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 <laughs> that. And it's like how do you interact with human beings and treat them as they have as image bearers of christ right how do we date how do we go about these things especially within christian communities again i'm not gonna specify that anymore because you should know about that but anyway so <laughs> and then also how do you live like like why you know there's all these things about like how to be a good mother how to be a good wife how to be a good husband how to be a, I just want to be a good person first before right. I jump into all of that and we right. feel like there's a lack of representation for that and so when me and Hannah were having this conversation obviously it kind of went a lot deeper than this because mm-hmm. we had other conversations that were also kind of contributing to this conversation but when we were thinking about all the things that we're not seeing we don't see ourselves and I do want to clarify and say that there are many organizations that are starting to do Mm -hmm. these things, starting to give representation where it is due. You know what I mean? Like shout Mm -hmm. out to New Life U, especially when it was at a time where I was like, all I see is youth groups. I don't see no Kumosadisa young adult groups. And I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I like don't have that community anymore. As soon as I needed it, then all of a sudden they were rebranding and kind of creating an um, environment where it was geared towards young adults. Granted, Mm -hmm. it still is that wide range of 18 to 30, but at least there is something there. Um, So I don't want to take away from the people who are already on this task. But again, as Hannah was saying, as we were trying to get to, it's not a worldwide representation. We're not pushing this kind of, these stories of what it is like to be a young adult. And so when me and Hannah were thinking about all these things that we're not seeing, we were like, why don't if we can't see the Kumbo City say we should be the Kumbo City say as I wrote in the notes <laughs> you have to explain that you have to explain that you you fill in the blank if we don't see the change that we want to see if we don't see the re- representation and the topics that we want to see or hear then yeah. we need to start being um a part of that at contributing to that right. so that the generations after us and then also our peers now can hear oh my gosh mm-hmm. such and such as this age they're going through this such and such as this stage they're going through this they're living right. this they're experiencing this and so then we be- we can contribute to that representation that we're not seeing right because it's not that we're not seeing that at all it's just that we're not seeing it in the it's way that saturated. we would like to be able to see and participate in and so we would like to see certain things being happening so then that's like what Kamari just said if we can't see it then let's start being it um and I think that that is yeah that's just <laughs> that's why that's, we that's why we're doing it freedom in a nutshell we felt yeah. like i felt like it was gonna be more than that and it wasn't <laughs> yeah i was gonna try to add something but then it just like it didn't come out and i was just like it probably didn't come out because there was nothing to like say so <laughs> so that was it so let's kind of like recap 
you know yeah so um in in conclusion basically who we are we are two people just trying to um learn about young adult life and chronicle our experiences as we're in young adult life yep we're primary sources and what this is is a resource for us to be able to share what we're learning while also going on this journey of true freedom kind of documenting our journey to true freedom figuring it out like figuring out what is the way because again we find all these issues that we have and it's like we know that there's like a blueprint right like we're giving these outlines but then it's like the practical examples yeah how do we do it in now you know how do we like how do we live this life that yeah. is like God glorifying. Like, how do we right. do that? And so that's, you just have to immerse yourself in the experience to figure that out. So that's what we're doing right now. We're figuring it out mm-hmm. um, with the grace of God. Thanks. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, that is, that's the whole thing in a nutshell. That's, <laughs> that's all we want to talk about today. That's the end of our TED Talk. That is the end of our TED Talk. Not to be the end of our TED Talk. No, I think that's the end of our TED Talk. Okay. So, yeah. Well, we will definitely have everything linked in the description below. And we hope that you all have a great, um, wonderful, amazing, great, wonderful, amazing day. Um, (laughs) Do you have any last comments, Kamari? Any last words? No. I think that that is all I have to say today. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do we want to end these? I'm... I was in my head I just had a thought and I was like let's do a mixture of both of you for now or both of us so basically I know that you said that your outro was going to be grace to you and then I you know usually do on my podcast as always my friends peace I probably won't do all the p affirmations but something <laughs> a, a, a hybrid of both of us like grace to you but then also send me like a p affirmation I don't know what do you feel about that do you doesn't feel that? it say in that scripture grace to you and peace something something something, something. <gasps> yeah it does say in that so yeah. in in first corinthians this first corinthians no, no ephesians ephesians chapter one. one verse one it says or two it says grace to you and peace from god our father and the lord jesus christ i like okay. it grace to you and peace from above i like that yeah yeah so you see you can say the peace from above and then i can say the grace to you so um As always, our friends, grace to you. And peace from above. Bye. I love it. (laughs) Not to scream. (laughs) Not to scream. (laughs) All right, everyone. See y'all later. Bye.